Hey, welcome. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be be with you seven minutes after nine o'clock on a Think Tank Thursday. Dave Rowland, the Show Me Institute. Uh, We got Ron Calzone, Jim Babka. Uh, Am I missing anybody? Uh, Well, uh, there's always uh, Kevin Jackson. And we had the debates last night. And I got to tell you, I was... The only line in the whole thing, and everybody's going to downplay this, I know they are, <clears throat> but the only line in the entire event last night that, that got my attention was Donald Trump is ducking the debates. We're going to call him Donald Duck. I guarantee you that's going to stick. I guarantee you that's going to stick. Uh, that's Chris Christie playing Donald Trump's game. Uh, and and doing it, uh, I think, rather well. Um, but anyway, we'll we'll kind of kick this around a little bit. Uh, Donald Trump is in trouble. I made a bet with Kevin Jackson, the Kevin Jackson Network, nationally syndicated radio talk show host, uh, and uh, Bon Vivant. He he and I uh, had a discussion in a uh, in a bet on whether Donald Trump will be the nominee. Increasingly, I'm thinking I'm right. Increasingly, I'm thinking he will not be the nominee. Uh, for a while there, I regretted that decision, Kev, but I, I'm, uh, you know, this deal that he's got uh, in New York, and I'm not saying it's fair. In some respects, it's pretty unfair, but uh, I think he's got some real uh, bumps in his road. Uh, I, don't, uh, I don't think so. Uh, yeah, I also don't think Donald Duck will stick. Uh, yeah, Chris, well. yeah, Chris Christie, well, we'll see. Chris Christie can try all he wants. The problem that they have with with uh, Trump is he was effective. He, his record is effective, and I will tell you, I've been in understood politics now for quite a few decades. I've never seen anybody with the 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 stick to itness. I call it stickiness of a base. Nobody, not even Reagan. Reagan was the closest. Donald Trump's base of people who support him is stronger than any other candidate in my lifetime. And and there's a reason why. Most people who've awakened to what's going on in this country see that he's being targeted. So whether, you know, whether it's the AGs or it's, uh, you know, Jack uh, Austin or it's Chris Christie, it it becomes noise. I'm not saying I'm not saying that Chris Christie is going to be the nominee. I'm just saying the Donald Duck line is going to stick. Ah, I, I, don't, I disagree. And, 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 look, I, I, and I also think Letitia James is literally going to destroy financially the Trump empire. Uh, um, yeah. it, it, you yeah. know, in a libertarian world, this wouldn't happen. Uh, but because the Democrats and the Republicans control it, it can happen. Uh, his, uh, his overestimate uh, of uh, the value of his real estate is phenomenal. I mean, it wasn't like it 10 or 20 percent off. Uh, it was way off. And they now have the capacity to take over Trump Tower. Uh, they can take they're killing his business license. He won't be able to do business. Uh, they may seize other properties. Uh, yeah, well, good good luck with all that. As I said, what this is a targeted, what everybody sees is when the government says, I'm going to get you, they target you. And, and I mean, they'll make, a mar- they'll make a bigger martyr out of them. So go for it. Look, it's, it's already backfiring. And, um, I, I mean, 
think what you want. I'm not going to debate you on it because if she's got a leg to stand on, fine. But I will tell you, if they, if they want to go after people because of real estate valuations, they're going to be in a lot of trouble. Because real estate's worth what it is when you buy it, and it's worth what it is when you sell it. Anything in between is nonsense. It, it doesn't matter. I can value my house at a million dollars, and I only paid a dollar for it. But look at houses in Detroit right now that you could buy for a dollar. That were houses that sold for you know hundreds of thousands of dollars years ago, and you could go down the list. If that's, if uh, that's no, no, guy, wait, wait. The these uh, financial statements that he used to borrow money. And, and you know, the libertarian in me says, look, the banks weren't upset. They weren't the ones that went complaining. This was just purely a target shot trying to hurt Trump. And you're right about that. That's exactly what they did. But they do have the facts. Uh, his statements of financial condition, off by magnitudes of a 1,000. Uh, the Trump Tower apartment that he's lived in for decades is 10,996 square feet. Uh, he said it was uh, 30,000 square feet. Uh, these are things that he pays taxes on. Uh, and and yeah, it goes that's, right... That's, I mean, uh, okay. I mean, look, again, I'm, I don't... It, to me, it's a, it, we can debate it all you want. It's, it, 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 you very well could be right. I don't think you are. I think it, it's a, all the technicality that it'll be something that gets uh, essentially will get glossed over because you know it's like l let me look at Letitia James's resume and I'll probably tell you five things she lied about so if you if that's the the standard now then I'm going to tell you they're going to open up a lot of other people's dirty laundry no they're not they they're do. not going to open up a lot of other people's dirty laundry you're you're absolutely right they're targeting Donald Trump and, and my point here is that while it is a targeted attack. It is designed to hurt Donald Trump. They hit him. They they fine, fine, okay. I mean, again, I, zero interest to me because I believe that if I were Trump's team, I'd go look at everybody's records and everybody's buildings and say, you know, well, first of all, I would say, I mean, as I mentioned before, evaluation is evaluation. If the bank went for it, that's what they went for. So show me who was hurt. You know, I agree. I'm, I'm not arguing that. I think you're absolutely right. Um, his, uh, his appraisal for Mar-a-Lago was 2,300% was off. Um, Again, until he bu somebody buys it or sells it, it doesn't matter. I, I, you know, I'm not uh, in a libertarian world. I'm agreeing with you. But uh, in I'm, libertarian world or other world, what I'm telling you is that the, the public is going to look at this the way that they should, which is, the value of your stuff isn't worth anything until somebody puts a price on it. They'll go to an auction and say, we think they're going to get this much for it. And you don't get that much. Or you get ten times more. If, you know, if that's, the, if that's the thing that they're going to make their case on, and they, and they very well could. I'm not telling you that they won't. I think they're going to make a martyr out of the guy because people are sick of this. Look at what the Bidens are doing. Look at the actual factual numbers of what they've done. Look at the actual thing, uh, things that the Democrats have done. Hillary Clinton, you know, cheating, uh, starting this nonsense about Trump. All the things that are factual, and the public can make a distinction. By the way, I'm not telling you Trump's right in, in doing his evaluate, evaluations that way. I'm not telling you that the bankers who accepted it are right. You know, all this stuff is crooked. But here's what I will tell you. One guy's willing to tell you, yeah, I did it. That's what people do. The other people are covering it up and they're doing the same things. They want us to be outraged over the guy that we all know is being targeted.
Defendants essentially argue that value is subjective, the judge wrote. Accepting defendants' premise would require ignoring decades of controlling authority, holding that financial statements and real property valuations are to be judged objectively, not subjectively. It would make it impossible to prove that any given valuation was false or misleading. Um, and, and that's the point that they're making. I'm, I'm, not, uh, you know, I'm not arguing that, uh, boy, he's got it coming. Uh, but he clearly, you know, 2,300%, that's not a mistake. Uh, that's, that's done on purpose. Yeah, well, uh, and I remember I'm just the, saying valuation if, for, the valuation for Amazon, here's what they said years ago. They said, if you put stock in Amazon, I'll never forget this. They said, it'll take you like 2,000 years to get your money back. And had you put your money in Amazon, if you put $100 or $1,000 in Amazon, you'd be filthy rich. And they made it sound like, oh, you would be, you would be bro- broke. You'd, you'd be crazy to invest in Amazon, and you'd be rich. They should sue that person that made that statement. And I could go down the line. Uh, property that got bought somewhere that had a value of a dollar. Now they, they're building, you know, cutter. I mean, a you Yeah, but you can't, you can't borrow money on what might happen. You can't go to the bank and say this. You can borrow money on anything. You, you can't go to the bank and exaggerate the value of a property based on something that might happen or accidentally banks, banks, have to, banks have to do their due diligence. They have. Yeah, I, uh, look, I'm not arguing that, uh, uh, Kev. I, I, you're absolutely right. But what I'm telling you is the law is what it is, wrong though it, it may it be, yeah, wrong well, though it, it may be, uh, and he, he violated it. And now they wrong. have the capacity to kill his business and to seize his properties. He's going to have his hands full. That's what I'm yeah, telling well. you. And I'm, all well, right. last time I checked, I thought he transferred his properties into his kids' names or something. It's the so, business. Look, it's the business they're taking. Uh, look, I, I, I can't. I can't argue a, a bunch or even debate the idea of what could happen and all that. I, like I said, it's a targeted thing for Trump. Everybody knows it. Uh, there's no victim here because nobody's complained about it. Whoever had would get their remedies got it. Trump's made money. I mean, whether the valuation of his building is 22 million times or the dollar doesn't matter to me because property doesn't matter. Things don't matter until they're bought or sold. That's when it is. Everything in between specious. And I'll tell you another thing you could do. You can sue the city of New York and say when when something got bought and something got sold and they paid taxes over 20 years based on your fraudulent idea of what something costs, you owe people money. I mean, uh, this I, I'm not arguing going on. I don't argue you're 100% right. I'm just pointing out that he overvalued, and based on the law, Based they on are who? Go- who says he overvalued? Maybe there was somebody willing to pay it at that time. Prove that well, there well, was Well, here, how do you explain a 10,996-square-foot property being valued as a 30,000-square-foot property? I don't have to explain it. Well, it somebody it has to it explain it because no, that's a violation I, of the law. Well, what, okay, really? So, you, the, I mean, if, if that's, again, if that's what you're going to hold it to, that's your standard. It says, this is a guy that's done some wrong in here. Whoa, we're going to get this guy. Okay, that's it? Because last time I checked, you know, uh, having 20 LLCs and running, getting money from, you know, wires coming from China and a bunch of other things seem to be a better, a bit of a bigger priority. So all I'm telling you is whether it's two wrongs, 
two wrongs don't make a oh, right. Oh, brother. Okay, Gary, fine. I, I don't. I, if, if this is our discussion, I don't have any more interest in it. If that's you, what you think is Donald Trump's going to get got over that, okay, fine. I'll concede the point. Donald Trump's going down. Uh, you know, you're, you're, I think, taking this a bit personally. All I'm telling I'm you. I'm not. All I'm telling you is to me because I know what they're doing. Everybody knows what they're doing. And if you believe that this is going to take Trump down, fine. I don't. That's it. I don't think it's going to take him down. I think that it's going to absolutely, absolutely magnify everything that we know about this crooked government all the way through partisan politics on full display because had the Clintons done it, nobody would say a word. Had Obama done it, nobody would say a word. You know, we, we, there are so many examples on the other side of this that people are getting tired of it. And if, I don't if disagree. This minutia, if this is the minutia you're going to go after Trump on, I'm just telling you, you're going to empower him one way, more in more ways than you can even imagine. I don't disagree that there's a, a, a distinction between being a Republican and a Democrat and getting away with stuff. Uh, all right, I'm up against the clock. You got a couple of phone calls. I'm betting they're on. I'm betting they're on my side, Kev. They probably want to okay. talk to me. Hang on, quick break. Right. Gary Nolan, Zimmer Radio Network. Kevin Jackson with us. The Kevin Jackson Network, nationally syndicated radio talk show host, a friend of mine, <laughs> at least until this morning's show. Now we're, we're friends. We're going to hang on. Uh, let's see. They should take away Donald Trump's surprise appraisal license. Yeah, he doesn't have one, so I get it. Uh, let's see, Gary. Uh, is reaching what is it Gary's TDs or is reaching dangerous levels that uh, Trump derangement syndrome is uh, no uh, it's not Trump derangement syndrome I would take Trump over Joe Biden in a New York second uh, I'm just telling you that these problems I think are starting to stack up and I and I do think um that it's going to be problematic. Uh, Kevin Jackson uh, is with us, and uh, I'm going to take a couple of phone calls. They're probably going to pat me on the back, tell me what a great talk show host I am, and and how I'm always yeah. right, Kev. So just sit back quietly and and uh, listen and learn, okay? All right, I'm ready. all right. Uh, John, John is on. Good morning, John. Good morning, Gary. Good morning, Kevin. Yes, hey, sir. Uh, I agree with Gary on this one, but I called to talk to Kevin. Naturally. Uh, Go ahead. Yeah. So here's the deal, Kevin. Uh, I know I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be hard on you. Give me 30 seconds to spit this out, and then you can reply all you want. Deal? Sure. Okay. Yeah, deal. Cool. Okay. I think uh, you are displaying something that I hate about politics. It sounds like you're being a political hack, and I'll explain why. Mr. Trump did the wrong thing. Okay. You can point at the Democrats and say they also did the wrong thing, or you can make excuses for him about you can value it, whatever you want in between buying and selling. But the truth is, I can't value my property, whatever I want for taxes. I can't value my property, whatever I want for going to the bank and getting a loan. He did the wrong thing. And if you're going to use an excuse like the Democrats, I feel like it's intellectually dishonest because you're trying to take the focus off of Trump. If the Democrats and Trump are both doing wrong, say that they're both doing wrong. Okay. Uh, all right. John, thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, Kevin, any response or we just move on here? Well, I, I don't disagree with him for the most part other than the hack stuff, which I think is silly. But um, with respect to I, I don't have a problem saying what they do is wrong. 
What I'm saying is how they distribute the law is what the problem is. And if you're going to go after Trump for this, you got a lot of people to go after. So why, why, why are you targeting one guy? Target all of them. Either do it. Either it's equal, uh, you know, equal uh, uh, application of the law or it's not. And in this case, it's not. And that's obvious. I think the the, uh, counter argument is you're driving down the highway, breaking the speed limit, along with several other cars. The cop pulls you over uh, and you're arguing they should all get tickets. And the cop is saying, I didn't catch all of them. I caught you. Yeah, Uh, but if, if the cop targeted targeted me. And as opposed to let 15 other people go by, it, it does give me some cause. It, in other words, if I'm going to go to court and argue, and I can say, well, look, I got video, 15 other cars going right by me, and he targeted me. Isn't that a defense? Look, I, this, again, I think this is yeah, it's a moral, argument. I'm, it's I'm, a moral I'm not solving it. Yeah, it's the moral equivalence argument is what I think he was making. Let me get some other phone calls here. Uh, let me get uh, Eric on the line. Good morning, Eric. Good morning, Gary and Kevin. I agree with Kevin on this by far. Oh, I'm sorry. So... You have to go, Eric. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, no, it's so political. And you got to look at the picture here. They've been targeting Trump for years. And these are Democratic prosecutors and Democratic judges that are attacking him. This is all political, which, you know, if they do that, he can file an appeal with another court, federal judge or district. And they'll put this on hold and investigate all kinds of other stuff. But the whole point is they'll never get that building. They won't. And whether they do or they don't, I, I think the, 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 the issue for me is it, everybody knows it's partisan. It would be different if we could all look at this and say, no, he did, he's wrong. I mean, maybe he is wrong. I, I, don't, I, don't, I haven't looked at any of the documents. I haven't researched any of this. And that's why I keep saying I'm not going to chime in on it more than just saying it's a political witch hunt. And here's the one right. thing you can ask yourself. Would they be doing this to Barack Obama? Would they be doing this to Hillary Clinton? Would they be doing this to Joe Biden? Short answer, no. And here's yeah. another one. If Trump wasn't running for president, they wouldn't be doing this. You're correct. You're correct. That's why I agree with you, buddy. All right. <laughs> Eric, thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Let's go to Gary on uh, three. Gary, good morning. Yeah, so besides um, Mr. Christie, and I don't want to pick on poor little Kevin up against the master, uh, Gary <laughs> Nolan, but, but the more poignant thing he said, and it's true with all Trump supporters, you cannot go to a gathering, you cannot go to a family meal, you cannot go to the water cooler. If you mention something negative about Trump, to a Trump supporter, it's like World War Three. And how does that translate with a with a divided nation if he becomes president? How does that translate? Oh man! Well, so uh, so the answering your question briefly, uh, there was a lot more separation of the people under Barack Obama. Not that I'm, I'm trying to you know bring him back in, but there's a lot more separation. And I will tell you this, if Trump's wrong, he's wrong. I don't care one way or the other. I'm making the bigger point that if you wanted to target him, wasn't there a time to target him? Then now? What what, what happened with all the years that have gone by? And you decide now. There is no doubt that it was targeted. I'm almost out of time. I've only got a few seconds left. And I want to know from Kevin Jackson, if Donald Trump is not the nominee, based on last night's debate, who's your Next pick. Who's I, second? I, I mean, I honestly don't know. I didn't watch the debate, 
Um, I, whoever comes out of it, I would probably vote for. I, I certainly not voting for a Democrat. So no. if, if it's any of the other people that come out of this thing, yeah, I'll vote right. for them. All right, Kevin Jackson, the Kevin Jackson Network. Jim Babka is on next on the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show. It's 9.35, and uh, we've got uh, the Show Me Institute coming up at 10.05. This break for seniors on real estate taxes. Uh, There are uh, places around the state of Missouri that are engaging in this. Uh, And we'll see if we can get get some clarification from the Show Me Institute. Uh, In the uh, segment prior to this, I was talking with uh, Kevin Jackson about the the hurdles that uh, Donald Trump faces based on this court ruling in New York. Uh, and right now, uh, Yahoo News has a piece about what is likely or possible based on that decision. Huge sections of the Trump family's real estate empire are having their business licenses revoked. The Trumps uh, are losing control of their companies to a court-appointed official. The trial that uh, is start to set in that week next week threatens to empty their bank accounts too. Um, it, I mean, really, the consequences of this, and I'm not denying that they targeted him. Uh, I, I I agree. Interestingly, in a libertarian world, Donald Trump wouldn't have any of these hurdles. In a libertarian world, you wouldn't get a license and permission from the state to do business. You might have to register so they can know to collect taxes, but you you wouldn't have to you wouldn't get a permit that they could revoke. And if that's not enough, the state wouldn't be punishing you for overvaluing your real your real estate by magnitudes of a thousand percent. The banks would say, "I'm being ripped off. I'm going to go after you in court." But the state wouldn't. So it, literally, his salvation would be the libertarians. And it's not Trump derangement syndrome when I honestly point out the good, the bad, and the ugly. All right. Uh, It is uh, 37 minutes after the hour, and Jim Babka joins us. And uh, you can find him on a variety of platforms, Grace Arkey, or just look up Jim Babka, uh, former nationally syndicated radio talk show host. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Can I ask you a question? I mean, I I know this is we're supposed to do this stuff, but can I ask you a question? No. Why? Why would someone inflate the value of their real estate? <laughs> oh Lord! Uh, it, it, didn't I say? I mean, that? normally, normally, like property tax and stuff like that, you would want to deflate the value right. of your real estate. Time. Right, but why, if why you're would borrowing, you it? if you're borrowing money uh, from the bank, you would uh, perhaps inflate the value of the property so that you can get more money than the property is actually worth. Okay, all right. That that makes complete sense to me. Now, uh, did he not repay the loans in question? Yeah, he's been on time, and the banks didn't file any complaints. So there's no fraud. There, you, no victim, no crime. Right. That's a, I, I just want to add to what you just said. A, the, the number one libertarian concept, uh, so to speak, is no victim, no crime. You've got to, in order to, init- to, to use force, you have to use it defensively or for purposes of justice. In the case of justice, you have to be able to identify a specific victim who could have their situation remedied at least somewhat by monetary re- remuneration. Yep. In a libertarian world, he'd be free and clear. There would be nothing here. 
You wouldn't need permission from the state to be in business. They wouldn't be issuing a license that they could revoke. You might have to register so they know to collect taxes, but that would be the extent of it. Uh, and that would be true on sales taxes and, and uh, or, or an income tax, uh, which, of course, none of us like. Uh, so the fact is, he would have been better off uh, if the Libertarians were running the state of New York, which isn't likely to happen. Uh, eight seven four. Well, you know, I got to go one step further. I doubt a lot of Republicans who are in power are doing an awful lot to help him out in the places where they could. They might be out publicly saying various things to the media so that they appeal to to you know some of your members of your audience and other Americans. But there's probably all talk behind the scenes. They're probably sharing this, and maybe even in some ways aiding it. Well, I because they want him gone too. I don't disagree, uh, and I've. Uh, but by the way, let me just uh, change directions a little bit here. You didn't happen to catch any of the debate, did you? Yesterday, last night? No, no. You no, know, it's a third party debate. I mean, you know, uh, Republicans didn't watch our our libertarian debates. Why should I watch this one? I mean, none of these guys people are going to be president. You think it's going to be Donald Trump? Oh, right now, uh, it seems like it's overwhelming that that's going to be the case. I don't think I, so. I, 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 he's he's far more certain to make it than anybody to, to his party's nomination than anybody that's presently in the race. None of the announced candidates currently for president is likely to get their party's nomination at this hour. I, yes, I said it. None of them in any party are likely to get their party. That would nomination. be that would include Joe Biden. Then I just did. Yeah. Um. All right, I don't want to get into the politics of all this. I covered this yesterday. Uh, no matter how well it looks for Donald Trump against Joe Biden, if the Democrats nominate somebody that is in command of their faculties and a little more charismatic than Joe Biden, Donald Trump goes down in flames. I, uh, I agree with that assessment, but I don't. But in terms of like announced, presently announced candidates, yeah, he's getting his nomination. There's no one else, and so I'm, I'm not interested in watching the pygmies perform. Well, here's one of the things they all went after. They all went after the border. They're going to fix the border. And I am so tired of every time I turn on Fox News or any of the stations now, they're all talking about the border. Why is it a problem now? Why wasn't it a problem 100 years ago? I told the story on the air yesterday, and I think I've told it once before. My grandfather came from Lebanon. By the way, he was being chased by the law. He had apparently uh, had a run-in with some, I, I think a member of the clergy, and I'm not sure what, you know, if it was the Catholics or, or what, or the Muslims, I don't know. But he left Lebanon, went into South America, came up through Mexico, went into the United States, and it was perfectly legal. Why is it now such a problem? Wait, 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 wait. You, you are the grandchild of an illegal alien? No, he was not. It wasn't illegal then. But, but he didn't have papers? He didn't go through the line? He didn't take the process? There was no process. There was no line. Wait. Okay, so you're, you're, is this your mom's dad? Yes. So you're, an, you're an, uh, the child of an anchor baby? Well, they didn't. Uh, well, I think I, I should I, support you. <laughs> Do you want me to give you Kevin Jackson's number so you can? 
Well, I, this is how absurd this is. You've actually, your family's made great, made good on the American dream. Yes. This is what most immigrants do. But why is it different today than it was then? Which which part? The fact that you could come into the United States, go find family and friends to help get you on your feet, start a business and prosper and, and raise a family. Why Keep is it building. that it was all right Keep then, building. but today you have to wait in line in a queue for 10 or 15 years? Uh, you got to, I mean, what? Scapegoating. Blaming other people for our troubles. Blaming the wrong people for our troubles. Blaming innocent people for our troubles. Blaming people who had no power. The absolute most powerless people because it's easy to do. Listen, the people we need to deport are the rich, white, American-born politicians with silver spoons in their mouths most of the time who have, who have pitted us against each other across the board. In issue after issue after issue, we are fighting with our neighbors instead of recognizing that there's an establishment at work. Listen, the first story you covered at the beginning of this segment, what's happening to Trump, this is the establishment working against any democratic interest. They don't believe in democracy. They don't really want your voice. They don't really want your participation. They already know what they want to do. And in some ways, this dude gets in the way. So he's got to be pushed aside. He's not a part of the club at this hour. He was okay when he was giving money to this club. But now that he wants to be to lead, that can't happen because he's representing some interests and he's saying some things. What he's doing, most importantly, is he's demystifying the office of the president of the United States. He's showing how ineffectual and, frankly, unimportant this office should be, how real human beings with flaws occupy it, not saints, as we tend to treat them. They are not the high priest. So that's his number one, in my humble opinion, contribution to our culture. Uh, but... Uh, there, here's a, a situation where it's the establishment versus the rest of us. Now we're talking about immigrants, and once again, it's the establishment versus the rest of us pitting us against people who are powerless. The powerful pitting us against people who are powerless. And we're scapegoating them for our various economic uh, problems, all of which have to do with the state, all of which have to do with the way they tax us. The, and that, the, the most pernicious of all of those taxes, the hidden one called inflation, that they've been constantly imposing upon us to keep their phony baloney system up, up and running, the crony cartel systems that they create inside the state so that they can confer special advantages on themselves, the military-industrial complex that not only gives them lavish, uh, luxurious uh, contracts, but also enables them to destabilize and control governments around the world so that you have new enemies as a result. Uh, that allow them to run intelligence and psyop operations on people abroad and now at home and on you. So you're paying for all of this, and you're busy saying, hey, I'm going to root for my partisan team because we're better than the other partisan team. You, in fact, the other partisan team's so evil. My neighbors are so bad that they should, they should be made to cry. I want to taste their delicious tears. This is what's happening with the immigration situation, too. Let's wake up and recognize that the people who have imposed this system on us are the ones that need to be deported. My, but I still need to know how we got down this road. How did we get from come on in, get a job, produce, consume, and be a part of the American melting pot to, whoa, we're only going to take so many people from your country. Uh, and and uh, if you try to come in the the country, uh, otherwise, well, we're going to deport you. We're going to hunt you down. We're going to make how what 
what changes in government led us to this point? Well, historically, I'm up against the clock, so I got to take a quick break. We'll come back. Jim Babka with us on the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. It's uh, 9.52. Jim Babka is with us, uh, former nationally syndicated radio talk show host, friend of mine, and uh, also uh, has a a kind of a, a... what would you call what you uh, put up on the on the, on the interwebs? Uh, a podcast, uh, just a plain old podcast. Yeah, full yeah of- our, uh, we're featured on YouTube, and we're found on most other uh, non-Apple at this present moment platforms. Um, and the question I'm asking is: All the Republicans were talking about immigration, and I'm pointing out that a hundred years ago it wasn't a problem. People were coming in in droves, and they came in, they produced, they consumed, uh, they became Americans. It was the great melting pot. It was celebrated. But slowly over time, that's changed. What is it that changed that made this such a problem? So there was uh, anti-Chinese bias in the late eight, very late 1800s. Uh, that began creeping in and began making it started in California. They started making laws uh, to, to restrict their abilities to earn, acquire jobs, or even come into the country. Saw them as a threat uh, to the social fabric at the time. Uh, so the Chinese were the first targets of this. Every subsequent wave of national groups has been considered a target. So for the people sitting in the audience who were uh, either Irish or Italian, you had your wave. Uh, German, you had your wave. There, or, or you know, Eastern European, you had your wave. Everybody along the way was considered an undesirable as they came across in the waves that they came. And uh, gradually over time, these, these laws and regulations were ratcheted up. Uh, then it became kind of a specialty. You've got whole government bureaucracies dedicated to this question, and there are multiple ones. Some of the rules even conflict with each other and make it harder for you to work through a, a one queue when you also have to monitor uh, another and how it implies the implications for the queue that you think you're trying to get in. And so we've created all these you know, special designations and statuses. Uh, in a modern sense, uh, ever since 9-11, uh, this, is, and this is the second time we've done this. We did it to the Germans first. But in the modern sense, we, we consider it also not just a matter of uh, economic security and, and scapegoating, but also a matter of national security, that certain types of people from certain places cannot be brought in. Uh, so, you know, whether it's cultural, economic, uh, or national security, it's based largely on the myth that, you know, there are these, that most human beings uh, that from a particular group or class must be bad people because they're from, they're born in that, that particular group or class. And we don't recognize that this, you know, the fact that it's the hugest compliment in the world, that this is the place people want to come to. And when, if they did come here, we'd improve economically. If they did come here, we would normalize relationships in such a way that we would make the world a more peaceful place. And there's a lot of things we could get into there. Uh, and culturally, we all benefit. In fact, if you eat anything other than the standard, you know, American diet that was available, you know, 120 years ago, uh, then, yeah, frankly, you're a hypocrite. All right, so... There were there were no government programs that could seduce people into coming into the country 120 no. years ago. No, no, no. This is a rough ride if you were coming here on in your grandfather's time. But today there are benefits. Right now we have 
thousands upon thousands of people who have come into the country who are being put up in hotels in major cities and supported by taxpayers. My grandfather didn't have that. Nobody put him up in a hotel. You know, the interesting thing is, uh, by and large, I'm opposed to this, too. I think maybe the one place that I would make an exception is our schools. Um, it is. It is a, a. We have public schools. They are public in nature. They have public purposes. And so long as you have those schools, I think you have to give access to the people in the community to those schools. And they end up paying property taxes by virtue of the fact that they're renting from someone. So I don't think that I don't look at the schools as being quite in the same category as some of the other things that you're talking about. Um, now, whether or not someone is able to earn the money to pay their rent, uh, to pay for their, their groceries, to pay for the other services, goods and services they need, yes, they should. There should be much more self-reliance and a whole and a sponsorship program would do the trick on this. Um, well, I, I but, think if the government is using taxpayer dollars to put people up, uh, then... This is wrong. Uh, yeah, and I don't think government schools is a good idea, particularly good idea either. No. No, I don't. The whole idea of if you're going to, but just so long as you're going to have them access to those in particular, that particular service should be equal. Yeah, uh, it, it it just it I think should all go away. All yep. right, uh, Jim, um, you didn't look at the at the debate, so you don't have a dog in the hunt. There's there's no point in asking you who you think is going to win. Uh, or who you think would uh, save the country, but let me turn it around and go the other way. Do you think that they're all useless and none of them are going to save the, the republic? No, there's a couple of things that some of them are talking about that I think have some merit and value. Unfortunately, you know, you brought up the big issue. I mean, if we have some, you know, there's one candidate in particular on the uh, Republican side who has said some really wonderful things about certain government programs he wants to shut down, but then turns around and says he wants to invade Mexico. I mean, this is, this is you know, the height of absurdity. Like, we want to radicalize the country that's immediately south of our border. That's our goal. Yeah, that could be that could be a little problem, I suppose. It's just downright stupid. Oh, I am so disappointed. All right, uh, not in you, Jim, uh, in uh, the electorate because they just don't know. Jim Babka, find him on platforms. I mean, it's ubiquitous, uh, and they're entertaining, they're informative, and uh, absolutely well worth the watch. Jim, thank you for being with us. Thanks, Gary. All right, buddy, take care. All right, coming up, David Stokes is going to be with us. He's the director on uh, municipal policy at the Show Me Institute. Uh, we're going to get an update on more counties around the state that are considering uh, passing these tax freezes for seniors. I should be thrilled with this. I think I qualify. Uh, they you qualified like 10 years ago, didn't you? Well, right after you, <laughs> you said, go do this. I know, uh, but, but we'll kick this around in the next segment on the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show 